In general, we all know how reviews work. You experience a service or you use a product, you love it, and you almost don't even bother leaving a review because you're happy with what you paid for. However, when people are unhappy with a product or service, the tendency to want to yell it from the rooftops by leaving a negative review is much, much higher. Welcome to another episode of the Superstar Superhost Podcast. I'm your host, Lola, co-owner of Lux House and Home and a five-star superhost with Airbnb. What happens in the general world of reviews is when a person or customer leaves a bad review, typically the business owner may or may not respond to it or even read it. But if there are numerous bad reviews, especially if the problem with the product or service is repeated multiple times throughout the reviews, then this can greatly affect the success of the business. But for the most part, a bad review here or there in general does not have a major effect on the success of the business. Well, it's very different in the Airbnb world. I have been known to say in the past that reviews are the currency on Airbnb. What I mean by that is Airbnb has set up the reviews-based system so that potential guests and hosts can trust what is written about the listing and about other guests. There are checks and balances that help to decrease biased reviews or reviews that are fake or coerced. Reviews are the number one area that guests spend the most time on when searching for a property to reserve on Airbnb. This is why hosts and super hosts spend so much time aiming for and trying to secure five-star reviews. The more five-star reviews you get, the higher your overall star rating and the higher the chances of getting chosen against the competition. Sure, there are plenty of other factors that could help get you the booking, but the reviews stand out as the baseline decision-making factor for a typical potential guest. Airbnb defines reviews on their website as the following. All the reviews on Airbnb are written by hosts and guests who have completed their stay using Airbnb. In addition to a written review, guests are also asked to provide star ratings. You have 14 days after checkout to write a review for a trip. To encourage impartial and honest comments, reviews are posted only after both parties have completed their review or when the 14-day review period has ended. So just like with any other shared service such as Uber or Lyft, if the driver gets too many bad reviews from a user, it's very likely the driver will not be selected by customers often. And conversely, if a passenger gets too many negative reviews from drivers, then other drivers will be hesitant to serve that passenger. On Airbnb, guests are less stressed about reviews concerning their stay, but it does have an effect on them if they have too many negative reviews or low star ratings. It can keep them from being able to book homes of their choice in the future. But all in all, the host is the one with the burden of penalty if they have a high count of bad reviews. The worst thing that can happen with too many bad reviews for a host is that they will definitely lose their superhost status, they will see a significant drop in bookings, which means a significant drop in pay, and in some cases, they could eventually be kicked off the platform altogether. Again, avoiding negative reviews is the way to go, but sometimes it just happens. Today, we want to go over all the things related to negative reviews how to handle them, and also what to do with positive reviews. Let's get into it. We'll start by talking about some of the top reasons why negative reviews are written against hosts and listings in the first place. The first one is the home is not clean. 
A lack of cleanliness is going to get you a negative review almost each and every time. Yes, there are going to be those few random guests that can see that it's not so clean. So they go out to the local store and buy their own cleaning products and they come back and they clean it and they stay anyway. The best you can hope for from those types of guests is that they simply don't leave you a review at all. But that is rare and that's definitely not good business practice. So making sure that the home is virtually spotless is going to get you not only positive reviews, but it can also help to wash away, see what I did there, any other negative reviews from other guests that you may have already received. And remember, what I consider clean for a home may be different than your standard of cleanliness, which may be different than the next person's standard of cleanliness. The one thing that all people can agree on is that if the place looks clean, smells clean, and feels clean, you're pretty much going to believe it's clean. For example, if I walk into a home and the first thing I see is a big grease spot on the kitchen counter, but everything else is perfect, my mind is going to immediately stay stuck on the grease spot, and now I'm looking around for any and everything else I can find to prove that this house was not cleaned at all. Another example is I could be walking through the home, everything looks great, I don't notice any visible dirt or stains, but the house has a general odor. It's not bad, it's not good, but it definitely doesn't smell clean. It's just not fresh and new. This now gives me pause, and now I'm concerned that maybe this house wasn't properly cleaned and sanitized after the previous guest. The point I'm trying to make here is that the three elements of clean have to work simultaneously together in order for a guest to feel that the home is actually clean. So again, smell, look, and feel. And here's a good tip for those who are already listing on Airbnb. In an effort to respond to the COVID-19 crisis and the lower bookings that a lot of listings are experiencing, Airbnb has put out a quiz slash survey to allow a host to earn a certificate of cleanliness with the stamp of approval from Airbnb. If you have not gotten that email from Airbnb as of yet, just give them a call. I'm pretty sure they'll send it to you. But if you have received it, but not yet completed it, I strongly urge that you do so. Sure, it's kind of a fluffy PR move on Airbnb's part. There's no real way they can prove that you're going to uphold these new standards of cleanliness. But the general idea is that they offer you an opportunity to receive some type of certified documentation with their stamp of approval, and you can then print it and put it in the actual home or you can use it on your socials to give potential guests the assurance that your listings are cleaned, disinfected, and sanitized to the highest standard. Definitely worth doing. It only took me about five minutes. Another top reason why guests will leave a negative review, and this is justifiable on their part, is if they don't get their problems or their complaints responded to at all or responded to in a timely manner. Personal and true story. We had some lovely guests who booked one of our homes for three nights, and this was during the very, very cold months of the year. For some reason, the heating system in the home decided not to work the very first night that they arrived. So I received a message from the guest, very kindly letting me know that the heat does not seem to be working. It is very chilly in the house and asking if I could do anything about it. I immediately responded to him in less than two minutes. And by the end of the evening, we had six space heaters delivered to the home to provide temporary heat until the next day when a serviceman could come out to address the problem. And by the early next morning, we had the problem completely fixed and the central heating was working for the rest of their stay. Although these guests were very patient and understanding, they did suggest leaving for a hotel during the first night because they were concerned that their other guests would arrive and also have to suffer with no heat. He very nicely mentioned that he may have to get a hotel to complete the reservation and check out of our home. Of course, when I hear things like that, and that's luckily been the only time I've ever heard it, my panic sets in 
because I don't want to ever have a guest feel that they would be better off in a hotel. But in this situation, I completely understood as it was super freezing outside and inside the home and space heaters are only going to do so much for so long. And I expect all of our guests to get full value for their money. I handled it by offering him a refund for the first night of his stay with the promise that the heating issue would be fully resolved by early morning. Luckily, he accepted that and sure enough, the next day, everything was taken care of and he completed his reservation. He not only left a glowing review, which maybe I'll read that one at the end of this episode, but he privately expressed to me how impressed he was with the speed of my response and with my ability to fix the problem as soon as logistically possible. This is how you turn what could have been a negative review into a positive one, just by simply responding and doing it quickly. Sometimes you will not be able to actually resolve the issue, but responding and showing effort goes a long way. Okay, so the last but definitely not least reason why you may receive a bad review is just out of basic retaliation for you doing your job as a host. It's unfortunate. For example, if you have already spelled out the house rules before the guest booked, saying that any number of guests over six people will incur an additional charge of $25 per extra person. They agreed, and now they're in the home. You've had the unfortunate displeasure of seeing that this guest has three extra people in the home overnight, proven by your outside camera footage, and maybe by the number of excessive cars in the driveway. So you send the request for the additional fee, and at this juncture, most guests will understand that they've been caught, and they'll just be happy to pay the fee because they don't want you to find out anything else they may be doing in violation of your rules. But if you get unlucky with a guest who decides to retaliate, the first thing they would likely do is simply refuse to pay the fee. But they could also steal or damage items or they could leave the place extra messy. You never really know. Now you have to escalate this through the proper Airbnb channels in hopes that they will eventually collect the extra fee with the proof that you've provided. However, the guest is still perfectly within his or her right to leave a review for you after completion of their stay. And if they are retaliatory, vindictive-minded guests, trust me, they will leave you a very negative review. If this happens to you and you feel the review was unwarranted and unfair, you do have rights and you should pursue those rights through Airbnb. As stated directly on Airbnb.com, quote, we take the removal of any review very seriously. A review will be removed if the review is in violation of Airbnb's content policy, the review is biased, or the review is irrelevant to the author's experience on Airbnb, end quote. So if a guest is leaving a review about things having to do with the home, such as it was horrible and unclean and there was loud noise coming from the kitchen. And I've even read somewhere that a guest said they saw ghosts in the home. So it could go in any direction. But at the end of the day, all these kinds of random things that they could say in an effort just to destroy you, you could be saved by proof such as pictures you took beforehand during or after the reservation, and any type of camera footage, especially in an effort to show how many guests actually stayed overnight in the home. It's never guaranteed that Airbnb will remove the review, but if you have your ducks in a row and you have been professional the entire time and you have maintained dialogue within the Airbnb messaging platform, you do have a much higher chance of having that review removed as long as you can prove to Airbnb that it was unfair and unwarranted. So that's what you can do when you believe the review is not accurate and does not reflect the truth. But what do you do when your negative review is fair and warranted and you just kind of have to accept that you slipped up somewhere as a host and didn't deliver as promised and now this guest has decided to make it a public statement? We'll take a quick break and talk about what to do in this type of situation. 
At Lux House and Home, our decor is specifically noted by guests who have stayed with us. We've had people literally ask us to decorate their own homes. Well, I don't know about getting into that business, but I am always, always happy to share my knowledge about anything I've found to be useful in our Airbnbs. Check out the show notes for my affiliate links to Amazon for things that I've personally purchased and have worked very well for us. I only recommend what has proven to be great quality. I hope you get the same results. And remember, Lux House and Home is part of a sharing community. Follow us and follow the journey. Okay, so you've received a negative warranted review. First thing, breathe and don't take it too personally. Use it as a teachable moment and always maintain professionalism in your responses. I stumbled upon a host that has a pretty nice listing in South Africa. We'll call him Brian in an effort to protect his identity. I was looking at his property and thinking, wow, it's so nice. Why is his star rating below a 4.5? So I decided to check out his reviews. As I read through only the first few, I was shocked, dismayed, and surprised that he had not yet been kicked off the platform by Airbnb for the harshness and personal attacks that he has spewed against guests. I'm going to read a couple of them now. Try not to laugh too hard because although the responses are downright vitriolic, they are a bit comical too. Here we go. One of Brian's guests named Wesley, who stayed in the home during December 2019, left a review that takes up all of one single sentence. Quote, communication skills were not professional. End quote. Brian's response is as follows. Brace yourself, guys. Quote, let me clarify this. Seeing as you conveniently left out the vital part of this so-called non-communication accusation, Firstly, I have one of the best communications in place, and I have over 150 reviews stating just that. So your pathetic and futile thumb-sucked attempt at accusing me of anything else is nothing more than that. Learn some manners before accusing people with your violent temper. What a joke. I would also be embarrassed if I were you. What a sad person you are. End quote. Wow. Wow. Just Wow. Okay, um, here's another one from a different unlucky guest of Brian's. Her name is Oyena, and she stayed in the home during December of 2018. Her review says, quote, Some of my personal items were forgotten in the Airbnb, and the host refused to help me retrieve them. My wallet and Polaroid camera are still there. The apartment was extremely dusty, especially the bedroom. The kitchen was also not maintained, end quote. Oh no, here's what Brian had to say about that. Quote, please ignore this delusional and filthy person. You are by far the worst person I have ever hosted. You left my apartment looking like a trash dump. You are beyond disgusting. You revolt me. Your camera and wallet are not in my apartment. I told you this multiple times. Maybe if you didn't choose to live in trash, you would actually be able to find your things. Pathetic. End quote. Let's take a moment to let all this sink in. This is the prime example of how to never respond to negative reviews. It's literally the opposite of what you should do. Brian is not only taking the negative reviews personally and responding in a horrific and highly unprofessional manner. He is also attacking the guests on a personal level. Even if the guest is being unfair in their review, these types of responses are simply not acceptable. In fact, 
If he wanted to escalate any of this to Airbnb in an effort to have an unfair and unwarranted review removed, Airbnb would not be able to assist him. Once they read his responses, he's now the one in violation of the Airbnb content policies. Basically, he has no legs to stand on. Never, ever, ever respond to reviews in this manner. Yes, this is an extreme example, but nonetheless, I just want to point out how horrific it looks and sounds to expose yourself like that on the Airbnb review platform that all can read at any time. This is not to say that refusing to respond to a negative review would be a better option. That's not the case. Every review should be responded to, including the good ones. But if you do get a negative review, I suggest taking a three-prong approach to dealing with that. The first thing you want to do is make sure your response is pretty lengthy and focuses mostly on the positive aspects of the guest's stay. So for example, if the guest review is something like, this home is located in an awesome area and the kitchen is spectacular. I really didn't like that the home wasn't as clean as I expected that it should have been. But other than that, I had a great time and cooked a lot of great meals with friends. Okay, so here you have a guest who's overall happy with the home, the location, and loves the stellar kitchen, but they had a cleanliness complaint. And now you have to respond. Always start with a thank you for your feedback and address the guest by name. The reason why you want to come out with thanking the person for their comment is because you don't want to come off as annoyed or irritated or unopen to constructive criticism like our friend Brian in South Africa. Next, you want to go into great detail about how happy you are to hear how much this guest loved the kitchen and the location. Go on and on about that. Even include how so many other guests also love the kitchen and the location. Talk about how they maybe didn't even use the kitchen to its fullest capacity. And next time they come, they should try out the new age microwave or whatever. The point here is you want to over-exaggerate the positives that were already put out there by the guest and by other guests and completely minimize or detract from the negative, in this case, the cleanliness factor. You cannot completely ignore the negative part of the review. You just want to minimize the amount of time and attention that you give it. So this leads to the second prong of how to attack a negative comment, and that is telling the public how you are going to make sure this doesn't happen again. So going back to this example, you could respond to the cleanliness issue by saying something like, our housekeeping staff has been working with us for a lengthy amount of time, and I'm sure that whatever lack of cleanliness you experienced was a one-time oversight, and we have already done what we need to do to ensure that it does not happen again. And then immediately move into the final prong of dealing with a negative review, which is going back to the first prong and reiterating how great the home is and how you are so flattered by all of the five-star reviews from past however many guests. Then close it out with a very nice outro, such as, we really hope we get another chance to host you so that you can see our home in its best light. This is just a general nutshell, but you get the overall idea, which is thank them for their review, tell them why your house is the best one on the block, Gently but quickly touch on the negative element of the review and express that it won't happen again and then hit them with the sweet sauce one more time and then close out with a give us another chance and you'll see why we're so great. Eventually, the negative review will phase out and end up on the last page and the positive and subsequent five-star reviews will outweigh any of the lower star ratings. That leads me to talk about responding to positive reviews. Let me start off by saying it really works my nerves when I read positive reviews on Airbnb listings and none of them have been responded to. Not even a simple thank you for your positive review. It's even worse when the number of reviews are a mix of positive and negative and the only ones that the host took the time to respond to are the negative ones. 
To me, that just looks like you only care about the people who said something bad about you, but the ones who are really helping to build your business and make you stand out as a worthy listing to be reserved are just ignored as if they don't matter. Responding to each and every one of your reviews is very important and is one of the traits of a superstar superhost. My suggestion is to respond to the review as soon as you get the chance. This is going to be after you have reviewed the guest and the guest has reviewed you back. Airbnb will send an email showing what the guest said about you or about your listing, and there will be a link in that email that says, write a response. Click on that and it takes you straight to where you need to go to start typing a response to the review. There's absolutely no reason to allow your reviews to pile up and pile up until they become so overwhelming that you no longer want to bother responding to them. It takes all of three minutes and it's very easy to do. I definitely do not recommend using the same standard responses over and over and over for the positive reviews. I've seen that and it just looks lazy for lack of a better word. Don't do it. One thing you can do is you can take the time to write 20 or so different responses that are generic for a positive review. And then you can rotate those through and add a specific line about the guest to make it seem a little bit more personal. For example, no matter what type of positive review you get, the response is definitely going to involve some sentences that are pretty much the same, such as, thank you for your review. We really appreciate the feedback. We are so happy that you enjoyed your stay. Please tell everyone else that you know and share our listing. So those kinds of things you just repeat over and over, but you can change the order and blend them in a way that it sounds new and fresh. Then add something specific about that particular guest or that particular stay. For instance, if they specifically enjoyed the wine that you left for them and they made a comment in their review about that, then you can respond with your standard response and then add something like, oh, by the way, that wine came from such and such vineyard. You should check them out. It's just a suggestion for how you can personalize the responses so they don't look lazy as other people are scrolling through all of your reviews. Another reason why responding to positive reviews as well as the negative ones is that it makes you seem like you're a host who cares. Remember I did an episode on the ABCs of Airbnb and the C stood for care. Don't just run your business as if it's solely a numbers game, you know, check the guests in and check them out. Yes, that is what it boils down to, but for the sake of natural relationship building and growing the business and working your PR and your brand, responding to all reviews is a must. So don't skip over it. Like I said, it's super easy and super quick. As soon as you get the email, just go ahead and knock it out and then it's done. The last thing I'll say before we get into reading a review for the day is to let the whole experience of being someone who is heavily reliant on reviews to allow you to pay it forward. I never really left reviews before about anything, whether my experience was good or bad, until I became a host on Airbnb. Now, anytime a service worker or someone selling a product asks me for a review, I don't hesitate to give them one. I have firsthand experience now with understanding how important reviews are to the success and growth of a business. Earlier in the episode, I said that I would read the review from the guest who arrived to our property and there was no heat. His name is Matt and he says... This place is amazing, completely updated, great location, great little touches. Lola was an amazing host. Even with some small hiccups at check-in, she was so responsive and took care of everything. We will stay here for sure again. And I replied, thanks, Matt. You guys were fantastic. Please do come back to either of our properties in the future. See, short and sweet. 
I am happy to share specifics and more detail about how I maintain superstar superhost status if you want. Shoot me an email found in the show notes and I'll get it to you. In the meantime, please subscribe and share this podcast with everyone you know and leave me a five-star review. Thank you for listening and for following the journey with Lux House and Home. Till next time.